What's up, everybody? Hello. This is Holy Metal, a show that seeks to spread the influence of Christian metal all across the globe. My name is Bradley Biggs. I'm your host, and I'm really thrilled to be here. I may not sound like it. I've had a little bit of a long day, so I'm coming in tired, but thankful because it gives me a chance to rejuvenate listening to music that I love and music that we're going to cover in today's episode. Today we're going to be taking a look at an album that has been in rotation for me quite a bit lately. It's one that I've really fallen in love with. Uh, It's a demo for those of you who have not heard it. It's not all that polished. In fact, it's, it's really quite the opposite, which just adds to its appeal and charm, in my opinion. We're going to be taking a look today at a band called Vital Decision and their demo album released all the way back in 1998. For those of you who may know, Vital Decision was a bit of a forerunner, a bit of a predecessor slash contemporary that later turned into Crimson Moonlight. It, it features Simon Pilgrim on vocals, and as soon as I found that out, I knew I was sure to love it. So I hope you do too. If you're a Crimson Moonlight fan, this is a recording that you definitely do not want to miss. You don't want to skip out on it. It is 100% worth your time. So let's go ahead and, and dive right in. Let's go to track number one called Preludium. Essentially, this prelude is a spoken recitation of Isaiah chapter 43, verses 10 through 13. And uh, in a minute here, I'm going to go ahead and read those verses for you. But one theory I have, and it's one that's kind of developed over the years and taken a little bit of time to formulate, is that some of the most brutal albums in Christian metal and some of my favorites are the ones that quote the book of Isaiah. I don't know what it is. It's probably just the fact that the book itself is so brutal and has such vivid prophecies and depictions of destruction and exile and themes that transfer over brilliantly to the world of metal. That could be what it is. But that's definitely the case here in Preludium. And I'm telling you, this was a, a great first start to, to the album. I, I think if you are looking for something to get you hooked right off the bat, this is the song you want to go to. It's not often that you find that either. Sometimes, especially with, with metal, it can take a couple songs in order for you to really feel what the artist is going for. But that's not the case here. And how thankful I am, because it makes my job easier. (laughs) It makes my passion just flow immediately. So anyway, I'm ranting. So I'm going to get back to reading the scripture. It's Isaiah chapter 43, verses 10 through 13. This is just reading out of the NIV. And here it is. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I, 
and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act. Who can reverse it? Wow. Very powerful. Just picture that leading into track number two, which is one of the the slowest chugging down to monstrosities that I've had the pleasure of hearing recently. The song itself is called The Dead Will Leave Their Graves. Another thing that I've noticed recently is that Christian metal really tends to win me over when albums include the scriptural references that either inspired the songs or or basically formulated the lyrics of the songs. And with the second track again, Vital Decision completely succeeded in making this happen. In revisiting the notes here, it says that the inspiration from the lyrics came from John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life as well as from John chapter 5, verses 28 through 29. This is Jesus speaking here. He says, Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. (laughs) Either way, we're rising. Honestly, this song is pretty much a 50-50, maybe even a 60-40 split between death metal and black metal. And I can definitely hear how Crimson Moonlight sort of developed from this song. It's very clear how they came to be. There's something about it, man. There's something about when bands use the devil's note to promote Christ's authority. It's... It's almost like an artist painting a picture about how all paintings are stupid and anti-art. It's, (laughs) I don't know, it's rebellion on a different level. And I've realized recently, maybe that's why we love Christian metal so much. Because ultimately it it gives us this safe place within four walls that somehow creates this illusion of rebellion. Is that why we love it? Is it just because it makes us feel like it it just appeals to that deepest part of our humanity that needs to do the opposite of what's right? It needs to go against the grain and feel like it's rebelling? I don't know. But how amazing if that is the case, that God was able to take even that and use it to make us grow closer to him and not run farther away. It just kind of blows my mind. So moving on, we have track three called Live Forever, which again, just continues to chug at the same elephant crushing your chest pace (laughs) before breaking into somewhat of a slightly faster tempo led by drums and this amazing guitar riff. You guys have to find a way to, to hear this for yourselves. The vocals are so low here that they're hardly even growls anymore. 
it's amazing. Everything is just down tuned to the depths of hell just to proclaim the authority of Christ over death. And I, I need to be honest about this track. I'm probably going to get some messages from you guys about this. Uh, I do want to be clear that this song, Live Forever, is one of the, the rare occasions when cursing is a part of Christian metal. And I want to make it very clear that I don't, I don't, cons- I don't condone it, but I understand it. Just like how I don't condone reactionary anger I don't condone lust. I don't condone any kind of sin. But I understand why they happen. And I understand that I'm no better than anyone else. And so, again, without diving too far into this question of should Christians cuss? And is it really Christian music if someone swears? I don't, I don't want to deny this album a chance in the spotlight just because of a word that shouldn't be there. Because ultimately, this is a ministry. This album seeks to minister to people. And if you listen to the song again, I'm not arguing that the word should be in here. But the whole point is false religion is false. It's BS. And so if, if that helps create a little bit of context for you, again, I'm not arguing that it's, it's right for the word to be included. I just don't want to get too lost in the weeds and ultimately have that overshadow the message that it's promoting, which is actually more important. So just so we're clear, I want to move on. And if you guys have any other thoughts or want to argue a different point, feel free to message me. You can find me on Instagram at Holy Metal Podcast, and we can talk about it. So Live Forever is song number three on the demo. Moving on, we have the fourth track. Sorry, I'm just finding my notes here. We have the next song called Persecution Until the Day of Victory. This one was also uh, cited with scripture. And let's see. It looks like the verse comes from the book of Matthew. Let's see. It's Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 14. It's kind of a long segment. Let me see if I can pull it up here. It's funny, my phone has been on the fritz lately, so every time I try to click on the right, I, I'm using my uh, electronic <laughs> by, electronic Bible. I'm using the Bible on my phone, so whenever I'm trying to get to a certain passage of Scripture, it just kind of loses its mind. But anyway, it's here now, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. It comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 3 through 14. It says, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you, 
For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Actually, it looks like it's until verse 14. I don't know if I said that, but I'm going to go ahead and read the last verse. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So again, very clearly here dealing with end times prophecy from Jesus. It's, uh, this song is about the decline of society, particularly in the end times. The, the whole return of the Roman culture, the fin- and, and specifically taking place in the final days before Jesus, before Jesus returns. This song serves as more than just a hopeless way to relay this information, though. It's really more of an exhortation to fight the good fight, as Paul puts it, right? It encourages us to stand strong in our faith because Jesus has already overcome everything we're going to struggle against. He did that before, and his ministry, his life, his death, his resurrection is proof that he will do that every time on a personal basis in our lives. If not only to just pay the price for our sins, isn't that a great way to view his sacrifice on the cross and resurrection, right? He proved that there's nothing we can face that he didn't die for. He showed that he went through all the sorrow and grief and rejection that the world had to offer because he loved us. He literally conquered death and the enemy. And the song makes all of those things very clear. Which brings us to the last song on the demo. It's it's not like a three-track EP, but it's not long enough to fully satisfy the, the itch when you have it. So it's very good. It lends itself to a lot of replaying. At least it did for me. I can't speak for you. But the final track, moving on, is called Calling Your Name. This one was pretty firmly rooted in both New and Old Testament scriptures. This includes John 14, verse 6, Jeremiah 29, 11, and Romans 10, verse 9. You know, I'm not doing anything else right now, and something tells me you're just listening. So I'm going to go ahead while I have a captive audience and pull up the scripture, (laughs) actually do my job here. So John 14, verse 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm sure this is probably a verse you've heard before. Uh, It's a pretty pretty well-known Bible verse. The next one comes from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. This is another 
well-recited verse, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Love that one. And the final one is Romans 10 verse 9. Again, these are all coming from fairly well in- <laughs> I've had a long day, fairly well-known passages. Let's see here. Romans 10 verse 9 says, sorry, I'm trying to get my phone to cooperate. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So, again, this song is pertaining to how the presence of Jesus fills this unsearchable void in our hearts, and how if we call on his name, we are sure to be saved, not only from eternal judgment, but sometimes, sometimes from our present calamities. This perspective shift, right? That God is the one in control. He's the one alongside us. He's the one leading us at all times is (laughs) pretty much the best reason ever why our outlook on our struggles should be changed. You know, it's amazing. Some people tell stories and and maybe this is you. You know, I never want to speak outside of what could very well be the situation of someone listening to this. I've heard stories, you know, people start off saying that they used to be a Christian, but they aren't anymore. Or maybe they know someone or have have a friend or a relative who falls into that category, who has that story to share. They used to be a Christian, but now they're not. To me, this might sound kind of radical, but whenever I hear a story like that, it's proof that that person never really was a Christian. It's not that they used to be and now they're not. They never were. Think about it. Think about Jesus and how the same group of people who welcomed him on Palm Sunday, the same group were the ones who cried crucify him on Good Friday. And the reason why is because their expectations were skewed. Who they wanted Jesus to be, who they thought he was going to be, was wildly different than who Jesus was and is. And sometimes we end up making that same mistake. The reality is Jesus never promised to save us from our financial burdens. He never promised to save us from illness He never promised to save us from baggage in our past. But he did promise to save us from our sins. And he did. He succeeded in doing so. So while everything else may still be a part of who you are, everything you've done has been forgiven. And so, again, I don't know how I got here, but... Sometimes it's hearing, hearing the news, right, of what Christ did for us sometimes gets us to realize that things in our past are never going away, but the way that we look at them changes. It's really amazing when that happens. So anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Again, I'm Bradley Biggs. This has been Holy Metal. I really appreciate you guys listening. Again, I, I 
never want the discussion to stop here. If you are ever looking to find a great online community of people, again, feel free to uh, give the, the podcast page a follow on Instagram. We have a lot of people tuning in and, and having really great dialogues. So again, feel free to give that a follow at Holy Metal Podcast. Thank you guys again for being here, and I will look forward to another episode very soon. Take care and God bless.